Looking at your phone. Yes. Speaking to that mic, really. Oh, yes, I was looking into my phone. Like, uh, really make that sure that microphone is directed at your mouth. Like that? Yeah, it's much better. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't bode well for the show. No, I was expecting um, a message. Like, what kind of message? I don't know. I like didn't. The, I didn't think that you were gonna bring it up. Like I, the, I just. It was honestly. It was probably nerves. I was looking at the Richter scale thing over there that's recording the voice, and I looked at my phone. I apologize. I will not look at the phone for the rest of the. I mean, you can keep it on. You can keep the phone on. We've taken phone calls on this show. I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> I apologize for touching the phone. I will not. Touch the phone. I will not look at the phone. In fact, as soon as I leave here, I'm canceling my contract for the phone, selling it, and I will never use the phone again. Okay, well, if you're going to do that, you might as well cancel your your TV. Do you have a cable TV or? A- I don't. I have a TV at home, but I don't. I don't actually have TV. It's just plugged into the wall. Well, cancel that. I'm going to cancel myself. I'm going to cancel my library card. Yeah, cancel that. Yep. And the person doing all the canceling, it's a mass matter. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I got here 20 minutes early and I was sitting outside in the car and I was like looking out for you. And then it got to nearly eight o'clock and I said, I bet you he's in the building. And you were. I've been in this building this whole time. I didn't know. I live here. I, I had no idea. I was sitting outside, a lovely young lady uh, downstairs. And I said, I'm here for the podcast. She goes, oh, yes, it's upstairs. And... I found you and you gave me a mint. It was so good. I gave you a mint that I can't even open up. And I've been able to open up these mints before. No, I well, the thing is as well is um, I, I used extra Listerine before coming on here because I never really know what to wear for a podcast. Right. And so you know, I thought. Make sure your mouth is all sure nice and clean. Min- yes. You don't so know every- what. Everything comes out minty fresh. I'm just going to eat this thing. Please. Inside the. Now, for listeners, I actually just put it inside my mouth, did I not? You put the wrapper and minty in your mouth? Yes. And you're going to eat it? Oh, I just took it out immediately. I'm not going to eat the wrapper. I don't know which is worse, me checking my phone or you eating a minty with the wrapper on? At least with me eating the (laughs) wrapper and the the minty wrapper thing, Yeah. I've been paying full attention to you this whole time. All right, I will pay full attention to you. Do you feel like I haven't been paying attention to you? I I have given you so much. Do you know how far I've driven to get here? How? how? 18 minutes. 18 minutes? Petrol prices these days, that's a long way. I've driven. I drove 70 minutes. Yeah, but you drive slow. Sure. And on horse and carriage. Mine is a super fast Mitsubishi ASX, 15 years old. You're right. I do have a car on 
top of a horse and carriage. <laughs> and it's so slow because the horse is in tremendous pain. That's so amazing. I Yeah. No, it, it, it took me 18 minutes to get here. Um, and I got here early and I'm, I'm super excited to see what, what this is about and what you do. And Okay, you know. well, uh, we destroy comedy here. Okay. Well, you picked the right person. Okay. What do you think that means? Um, you destroy comedy. What does it destroy comedy mean to you? Destroy comedy. So I don't know if you've actually seen what I do on stage or my style of performance, um, but it is a bit off, um, off normal. Off but the beaten track. Off the beaten track. A bit quirky. Bit quirky. Bit silly. But I don't know in which context you're approaching me by by saying this and i'm quite i'm rather intrigued and at the same time nervous because i have no idea what to expect or where you're going with this okay well destroy comedy is a philosophy yes that in order to make something better Mm -hmm. you have to destroy the old right and from the ashes rises the phoenix Right, so we're going to get a phoenix tonight? Do you have like a phoenix somewhere that's going to pop out? So I've never seen one of those. I've seen it in like cartoons and um, a musical once in um, Calgary, Canada, um, where this lady was dressed as a phoenix. But you could see the ropes and stuff pulling her out. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yes, yes. But I'm talking about... Making something new through the ashes. So, is comedy working? Is comedy working? Is comedy working? Is comedy as a concept working? Um, I think so. I think I think I think the world now is a bit of a comedy. Just the real world. If you see what's happening in the world, MTV's The Real World is very much a comedy. Um, I, the last time I saw MTV's The Real World, they had a character named Puck on it. And that's hilarious. That was in the early nineties when I was in the U S I saw one episode, um, by force because there was like older people watching TV and I couldn't change the channel, but I I don't, I don't know much about it. Well, it's the show where in that world, people stop, stop being polite and start being real. Right. And that's the problem with comedy. Yeah. So you're saying there's too much politeness in comedy these days? No, there's too many people being real. There needs to be more politeness. There needs to be more politeness in comedy. Yes. Um, and as we've I, learned, you know, you've seen my comedy. It's very polite. I, I don't know that I would. I mean, it's, I would describe it in many ways. Um, polite. I mean... I, well, what, when you say polite, like, what do you mean? Like, do you say, do you say, okay, I'm going to tell the like, I, I, I don't know what you mean by <laughs> Well, we're very cordial. And, um, like, I co- offer, co- like Cody's cordial. Yeah. Or? Yes. I offer tea and scones to the audience yes. and it's like, I, I, let, I don't do like bam, bam, bam jokes. I do slice of life, nice and gentle yeah. Uh, we can all get on board with it. It's just yeah. very nice and it's very nice and polite. So so you're saying that because you feel other maybe performances are rude? That's so rude and in your face and they wear leather jackets and they have sunglasses and it scares the bejesus out of me, Maz. 
Who who have you seen wear leather jackets? And there's only one person that comes to mind, and he was uh, with Rodney Dangerfield, and he used to sing really rude poetry. And his name Andrew Dice Clay. That's the one. <laughs> so are you comparing the whole? Because I don't I don't know I don't I haven't seen that particular style here. Are you kidding me? You need to get out more. I do. Every single person is an Andrew Dice Clay. And we need to be the inverse of Andrew Dice Clay. Okay. So we need to be more kind with comedy. You know how he does those naughty, those naughty little knock-knock jokes? Yeah, and the poems, yeah, the, the little naughty, bo peep. The, and... the naughty. We need to do the nice poems. Okay. I I think that's a con. I mean, it could work. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know how you would promote it. Like, would you say it's nice comedy? Everyone come along and watch nice comedy. Uh, yes, it's nice comedy from bad people. Nice comedy from bad people. Yes, we're usually bad, but now we're being polite. Can you give me, <laughs> aside the Andrew Dice Clay, who who else is is in in, in obviously in your uh, definition of viewpoint because you're educating me on this now. Who else is rude? Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield. Ro- oh, Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. Rodney Rude. Oh, well, Both Rodneys. But, the, Rod- two, the two Rodneys. You think Rodney Dangerfield was rude? Hey, he was going on and on about the lack of respect he was getting. Well, That I, just makes people feel bad. That's not polite. Well, no, it's not. And I, <laughs> I think I, I will attempt... Um, in future to take note of the level of politeness that is being displayed. Um, I don't know how I would um, go in if I was watching a show that was being non-polite. I'm not the type of person to stop it halfway or say, I think you're being rude or the way that you have um, told this story is not gentle i don't know do i walk out do i um leave a bad review well you don't get bitter you get better you don't get bigger you get better you you don't get bitter you You, don't get bitter you get better yes so you leave that night you go oh that was a that was a bad night but i'm gonna take that i'm gonna start my own thing it's gonna be much better okay and they'll just learn through that for your success. So I'm, okay. So me personally? You yes. Mean like my success. Okay. Yes. Have you seen, have you like seen what I, have you seen my style? Have, um, you, have you, have you, is have, there puppets involved? Um, not as part, not in so much as the show, but there are, there are puppets, um, that, that do make an appearance. Yes. I mean, in a way, aren't we all puppets, Maz? Um, yes. Of the corporate w- media. <laughs> is there puppets or is there not in your show there are there are puppets in my show but they are they have no affiliation just for the record for people listening there is no affiliation with any media there is no affiliation with any news news outlet they are very nice and polite puppets right but there's a one where it's like a skeleton and it's like a it's like al-qaeda it's like an al-qaeda skeleton uh, I, I I do know that one. It's not mine. 
Oh. You don't do the Al-Qaeda skeleton? Uh, I tried it once. Um, I tried it a few times. It didn't go as planned. Um, the osteoporosis was uh, very, had taken over. It was very fragile. Um, it, uh, residuals of it were falling everywhere. And so I made the decision no. So that that was polite. I mean, you did the right thing eventually. Well, I mean, I didn't. It wasn't elongated. It didn't last years. So you're you're saying eventually, as if it's it was like an you know eons. It was only a, a once. Yeah, a that's a long time. It was one time. It was a very long time. Five minutes long. Well, was, was this you? Is this you? Dunham. Now, when you look at it, it says Dunham, just Dunham. <laughs> Dunham. You're the other white meat. <laughs> so you had this puppet. It's like this weird, weird purple thing. Call yeah. you the white meat. Uh, I have before, yes. Um, so that is you. I... I don't know. No, I am. Where's your media training now, Maz? You don't know how to respond. No, it's not that I don't know how to respond. I need to select my words carefully, and I don't want to give you the wrong answer because I respect your level of um, professionalism in these questions that you're throwing at me. So it warrants that I respond in a very articulate well thought of way and you're rushing me is i wouldn't say is polite so if if i could ask you to just um i i that was that was maybe me i have to see that i just heard a sound clip i need to see the video it did sound like me um but there's there's no other and i don't want to look at the video now to make the decision but it's something we can discuss later Now that is confusing because you are saying your name is, is Dunham, but it's Mads Matter. Oh, look, I mean, we all, we, it's pretend. Everything is pretend. Sometimes I'm a pig. Sometimes I'm a man. trough. Um, sometimes you're the trough. Sometimes you're the pig. Most times I'm the trough. Are entertainers in this country mm -hmm. a trough? Um, you like the majority, you mean, or the entertainment of entertainers in this country? Are we trough go? Yes. <laughs> so this is you. You're making sounds. You're making more sounds. And that's like five more minutes of you saying Dunham in silly ways. Uh, I don't know where you got that excerpt from. Like it, it, cause it's, I, I sometimes I do make noises in that, but I, I think that may be a bit, um, misleading what, what's happening now. I feel like I'm being misled. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's not you. I think it's open to interpretation.
Some people will say it is. Some people will say it's not. What I will say is that there are similarities between myself and what you just played. Right. So we are trough. Yes. We are trough. Uh, yes, we're trough. I'm, I'm Audiences are piggies. Audience. We trough. I Piggies well, go oink, oink, oink. I want some slop. And we offer the slop because we trough. Audiences are pigs. The audiences are pigs, but we are trough. I don't want to say. we have slop. I don't want to say that my audiences are pigs. I. No, but they are. And we are trough. We're slop. We have trough. Uh, well, if you, you know, in, in George Orwell's book, 1984, um, the, the, or Animal Farm, sorry, um, the pig was the highest, um, most respected, you know, being in that book. So Yeah, the pig was the proletariat. So, and, and, and the farmer was the bourgeoisie. So in that respect, uh, if I was to define it from that book, then I would say, yes, they are pigs. So, yes, the audience is the proletariat. And since Trough was probably bought by Farmer, we're probably closer to being the bourgeoisie. We are bourgeoisie. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what that means. Like, I, like I know what it means, but the, the particular arrangement of words that you have just thrown at me, I, I, because I don't want to give a response and then you're going to throw, I, I don't, can you, can you um, maybe sort of dissect that a bit for me in, in simpler terms? Okay, so... Because it started off very easy. It started off like, Maz has his phone, I have a mint. <laughs> and now you're throwing words at me like bourgeoisie, d'un concierge. I feel like I'm reading a menu at a very high-end French restaurant. You think the French would have, like, a restaurant where they just serve nothing but, like, communist revolution terms? W would the French... Is this Karl Marx's restaurant... Uh, I mean, it's plausible. I I haven't had much experience in French restaurants that use words relating to communism. Um, <clears throat> you 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 like why not? If it, I mean, if it sells, you know, if escargot sales aren't going well, you know, start telling people that they have to eat it. Mm. You know, do do uh, retinal images on all the snails that come in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And retinal. Retinal. Retina, mm -hmm. Retinal? The eye? Sorry, you retinal. make me nervous because I don't know what you're going to say next. Retinal. Sex cells. Re yeah, sex cells. <laughs> sex cells sex the seashells or something, or the snails. But on the seashore. On the seashore. So um, would, would the French use that as a marketing tool? I mean... You know, they're clever people. They they make amazing cheese, amazing wine, uh, the Citroën, the car. Um, they had, you know, extraordinary scenes with the protests years ago with the Yellow Vest protests. So they're very resilient people. Um, and I don't think that they would take nonsense from um, menus that are uh, dictating communism. Um, they they take their baguettes and their fromage quite serious, and their mm. cognacs and armagnacs. So, to infiltrate that with um, the teachings of, you know, communism, I I think it would I think they would be setting themselves up for failure. 
I if I was a, if there are any French restaurant owners out there, I would veer away from putting those terms in your menu. Mm-hmm. 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 It's controversial from Maz Matter. No, don't trying to dictate what the French can't or can't do in their restaurants. No, no. sounds a bit like fascism to me. Which, according to George Orwell, is where communism leads in the end. You have really taken this out of so much context and saying that it's controversial from Masmata. You're you're making okay. I take it back. Do whatever you want. Say you know, say la vie or whatever you know they say. I mean, you know, you know, when you think about it for a second, it's actually just on her. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's killing. That clip. Well. Yeah, you're killing it. But why do you keep bringing it up every few minutes? Like, what's what? Why are you bringing this clip up every few minutes? It's you. Well, that may be, but you don't need to. You, like you bring it up, and I have have said yes, it could be me. It might not be me. Then you've accused me of being a controversial, menu changing, altering person. Well, aren't you? Well, you're no. saying if the I, French take themselves seriously, they wouldn't be seen dead messing around and putting communist terms in their menu items. Uh, That's I what would, you said specifically. I, I am in agreement with an earlier comment that you made, and I was further elaborating on the comment in which you made. Um, and as a form of uh, treaty and peaceful um, communication between us, because it's about respect and being kind, um, I agreed with your initial statement that, that yeah. That audience is, that, that we are trough? And audiences pigs, because that was my initial statement. Th- those are words that you chose, and very uh, sensical words. Makes a lot of sense. It, well, it does to me. What's it mean? What's it mean? Yeah, well, what, what, what does it mean? I mean, you know, you could spend an hour describing the shape of an apple. Something. You could. That'd make a good podcast. That's and, why you should do it. Well. The point that I'm trying to make is you could spend an hour describing the shape of an apple. So for me to describe what that means would take, you know, thousands of podcasts upon thousands of years. And this building would um, deteriorate. Um, Pangea might get back together after all these years. So I don't know that we have enough time. So I'm not going to explain it. Not because I don't want to. But it, it is a time issue, and um, I think it warrants a very in-depth explanation, which which I'm not going to do now. I just I'm not prepared for that. I I need I need books and I need I need a flip chart. I agree, I agree. You need to treat this with the utmost respect by giving it the nuance and context it deserves. That's why I'm changing this whole podcast. Yes. I'm no longer bringing performers on the show. It's only going to be you, and it's going to be you explaining each and every week. What, about what? Just various things? Or yes. One top- 
Look, I'm, Mads I'm, Matter explains everything. I, I'm happy to do that. You'll have to give me a subject matter to work with. Okay. And I will come in every week and spend, what, no matter what it is, and explain it in the most intricate of detail. Whatever you give me. Okay, so maybe the first episode will be, what's it called mm-hmm. when you queef from a butthole? What? Can you <laughs> repeat that for me? Sorry. The first episode is going to be all about what is it called? Mm-hmm. When you queef from a butthole. Queef from a butthole. Queef. Can you just define queef for me? Uh, pussy fart. When you pussy fart from a butthole. Yes. Um, may I ask just how did the, um, the uh, air get into there for it to do that? Was that due to the repetitive insertions of some description? Yeah, maybe some kind of repetitive insertions. Okay, so how do you get rid of it is the question? What, sorry. No, the question is what's it called when a queef comes out of a butthole? So queef is like air from a... What's it called? You know. Oh, look, I mean, there's there's several names. Okay, sure, yeah. Um, different cultures have different names for it. Mm-hmm, but what, what, this culture? What, what what would we call it? This culture, what do we call it? Um, goblets. Right, okay, that makes sense. Little goblets. Is that what Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is about? That's right. It's about a bunch of queefs that came out of a castle. Fire queefs. Fire queefs. And these queefs were everywhere. And they formed a military. Um, and the leader was uh, Queef Latifah. And mm. they, they led them through a forest. And mm. they the queefs were going up against the cleaves, you see. And there was a huge, huge battle. And it's documented in um, the pyramids. Um, not the one in Vegas. Not the old ones. Egypt. No, but there's the Luxor in Vegas. Yeah. So it's all, it's, 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 in, it's on the walls. Yeah. So goblets are butt queefs. And that Harry Potter book's about it. Is that why there's a long paragraph about, like, only biological women can queef? I, th- I think any crevice... J.K. Rowling is crazy, isn't she? Well, I think any crevice can queef. I mean, if you put enough force into the East Link Tunnel, you can have a massive queef coming out of that. Um, a volcano is the earth queefing. Um, a tsunami is a liquid queef. Um, you know, popcorn is a form of a queef. Hmm. So who's to say that a queef must only exit from certain, um, you know, caves? I mean, Bin Laden was a queef. I mean, he was yes. in a hole for a long time yes. and then he came out. And so he he's the original queef. Bin Laden is, is a queef. I, I'm a firm believer Bin Laden's a queef. Yeah, you're a Bin Laden queef truther. Yes. Yes, uh, I am. You don't need to tell me all this. Tell J.K. Rowling. Well, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, to be honest with you, I have not read Harry Potter. I have not seen any movies uh, like that. I, I, I rarely go to the movies. I rarely watch TV. I rarely listen to the radio. The truth. That's the truth. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I just don't do all that. None of it. 
You follow no. you follow you follow uh politics? I have I have an interest in the um art of politics, but not necessarily I I, I watch it for the the entertainment and artistic value rather than the reality because it's all nonsense. Yeah, well, you, just before you said Eastling was like a queef. I, I did, and very famously on stage, you said, "Well, you got to vote out Plan Andrews." You kept calling in Dan Andrews, Plan Andrews. Got to get rid. Of, this is a pandemic. This is pandemic by Plan Andrews. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you said that. I didn't think the. <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't think you were going to bring that up, but I I have said many uh, things. Um, but, uh, again, this is not uh, obviously a political conversation, so, I mean, I wasn't prepared to talk about politics. I mean, you made it a political <laughs> conversation Well, when I, you said Eastlink was a queef. I think I was saying that because it looks like an anal cavity, a massive one, and the cars are a representation of various insertions, and the it queefs on either side, whether it's incoming or outgoing. I mean, you keep digging yourself further and further. I'm aware. I by making yourself ground, more and more political. The ground is soft, and I have a sharp shovel, and it's there's a lot more to go. Yeah, I think. Please say something. Um, uh, oh God. Um, why the oh God? Oh God. Why, why the oh God? That's uh, almost like disgust. Oh God. Oh my God. Jesus. Are you praying? Yes. Okay. Please, Lord, release me from this highly political man who goes you know, on and on about the pandemic and I, the The thing is, I have not brought up uh, queefs or cleefs. These are all new terms for me. I, I did not bring up cleef. I, uh, you brought up cleef. No, you said to me. I said queef. Sorry, Pat Sajak, I missed a letter on the Wheel of Fortune. But what I'm saying is I, 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 don't, I don't know. My answer is I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what's a cleave. I don't know what's a queeve. I don't You're the know. one who said cleave. I have never in my life heard these terms. This is the first. I said, I only just said queeve. You added the cleave. Well, you know, it's about diversity. Letters, all letter, all letter, uh, all letters matter. All diversity of gas. Yes. You ever farted on stage? I have. Can you describe it in, in detail? Uh, yeah, in extreme detail? Extreme detail. Uh, I was in the middle of telling a joke. And a lot of my performance is silent. And I could feel the gases start to build up. You know what that's You start oh, to feel yeah. it. Yeah. I attempted very an, an extreme failure to put an immense amount of pressure on the buttocks, on both the left and right. I mean, huge amounts. I mean, from the back, I looked like a matador, you know, when they're mm. holding the red cape and he's yeah. standing really like that and the ass is very firm, to hold it in. This particular bubble of gas 
was going to escape. There was nothing I could do. There was no prison strong enough. There was... Uh, this thing was greater than Houdini in its escape. Wow. And I could feel it as it was traveling through the tubes that it travels through. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say tubes because... The butt tubes. Yes, I don't know the terminology. The sphincter I'm, tubes. The sphincter. Colon. Yeah, okay. And I could feel it traveling. Intestines. That. And it was traveling and there was nothing I could do. And the particular stage I was performing at, the people are quite close. And it came out. And it came out quite slowly. It didn't make noise, but it came out. And the um, aroma was one that would suggest that it's from an unhealthy individual. It's from someone who has not eaten well. It is from someone who does not look after their insides. I mean, this thing came out. It was like it escaped prison. It was, it, it was probably in there for a very long time amongst many other. It was like shit. I just crawling through five miles of a Tim Robbins river. Five miles of a Tim Robbins river. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah. It's like the shit had escaped from freedom. He'd gotten freedom. Yes. And had to travel through five I, I miles of Tim Robbins. I would have appreciated from you, the very least, to be supportive in this. I am very supportive. You are throwing petrol on the fire. I am not. You're saying, oh, five miles, as if to suggest there's so much area that it has to travel through. You don't have to give dimensions to it. And, you know, first of all, use the metric system. And secondly, you're you're making it like I'm some sort of, you know, buffalo going through the Serengetis. You're not? No. Oh, okay. What what would what would what would possess you to say something? Uh, like I that? I thought you were a buffalo you, going through the Serengeti this whole time. I'm sorry. No, no. Do you do you put do you put thought into what you're going to um I don't think I don't think I just talk. No. I'm a podcaster. Okay. So that's 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 my experience on on there. Five miles of uh, buffalo through the Serengetis. Um, I, I feel, I feel extremely filthy right now. Like I I feel like my skin is very dry. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. I I just feel I feel I need a lot of help after this. A lot of emotional and mental health, which is which is a good thing. You know, we all need someone to talk to. Yeah. Openness. Openness. Like you ripped open at that comedy night. Uh, no, I didn't say ripped open. I You ripped right open. I specifically said. It was silent, but it was deadly. It was aromatic, 
Right. So if if you if you had walked into a room, let me let me put it to you this way. If you'd walked into a room and no one was in the room and you smelt that, you would not say this is human gas. You would say, "Oh, it's an exotic spice. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to use it for cooking." I, I wouldn't use it to exfoliate, but it wasn't deadly, as you so eloquently put it. I mean, you wouldn't use it as a, a put it on your food. I mean, that sounds pretty deadly to me. To me, well, well, it's dietaries. Some people have dietaries. Some people are gluten free. If you can't put the thing on food, then it must be deadly. Well, if you if you are allergic to nuts, you would not put nuts on your food because that technically could be deadly. So yes, yes, anything you can put nuts on, deadly. Um, if you if you're allergic to nuts, yes, but I, I and you can't eat anything. Just imagine a peanut was on there. Well, you wouldn't eat it. That's what exactly you wouldn't eat it. But a peanut could have been on it. And you you don't know it. A peanut could have been on what? Like a sandwich. A peanut could have been on a sandwich. Peanut could have been on sandwich. But what is? It? Yes, it could have. It could have. It very much a whole bag. Nibble, nibble. So you shouldn't eat it. No, only if it's nobby. Do you remember the nibble nobby's nuts? <sighs> no? You're much older than I am. You are very old. Well, and your references reflect that. My references, no, I think my references reflect my um, oldness, education, culture, um, tr- you know, travel. Well, you have to be real old to be that educated. Let's just say that. Um, I'm a quick learner. What? What? This take- isn't emotional abuse. I'm. I'm pumping no, you no, up. No. I'm pumping you up right now. A lot of people take years to learn something. Right, I can learn something by observation. Mm-hmm. I've watched silent movies and a whole dialogue going on in my head. Mm, yeah, you made your own movie. I made my own movie. And these were silent movies of aerial photography of, you know, the plains of Nebraska. But the dialogue that was in my head could educate nations. There oh, are. so it was like an Aaron Sorkin script. No. It was better than that. Oh. That's right. It was much better than that. I am a very quick learner. I think I'm the quickest learner on Earth. Quickest earn- learner on Earth? On Earth, yep. Quickest learner on Earth. I can, I, I can walk into a room, look at 100 people, I know everything. Okay, so you walk in the room and you see one person. That one person's me. Mm-hmm. What have you learned from you? From me. Up to now, not much, because it's it takes me a while to digest someone as complex as you. I'll probably wake up at two a.m. and four days from now. And I'll have an epiphany that goes, ah, that's that's all I will give that. Ah, yes. You wake up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. 
And you'll say to yourself, Jeez, I'm old. Ross was right. How old are you? I'm old. I'm 17. <laughs> You're 17. You look much older than 17. I am. You look much. You are a very sad 17-year-old. Really? You're I've 17? lived a hard life. <laughs> you must have. Where, Like a rubbish bin? Where did, Where have you? You're like the human. How can you be 17? You're not 17. Yeah, I'm 17. Really? I'm 17 years what? young. <laughs> when were you born? Um, whenever a 17-year-old would have been born. Well, all 17-year-olds, should they live to be 17, were born at the time of their conception. So when, which year were you born in? Uh, whatever year was 17 years ago. Right. So just think about that. I am very, I don't believe you're 17. It would take... 20, 20, 2005. 2005. Yeah. You just did the math. And I didn't just have you to calculate. You did the maths while you were, while you, because you're doing this with your fingers in your pockets and going five, six, seven, eight, nine. It yeah. takes 17 years to grow your beard. I mean, how on earth? Well, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm 27. Yeah, Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, that is old. Life. It's old compared to seventeen. Well, it's old compared to seventeen, and I and I think I think it should be um, maybe illegal for someone who's under eighteen to be in this particular position. So I'm basically with an underage person right now. Sixty nine. I'm not even gonna respond to that. Is that the position you're talking about? I'm not even gonna respond to that. Doggy. Not gonna respond to that. You want to respond. I, I am responding in my head. Everyone's obsessed with doggy style. What's cat style? You just lick yourself? Um, lick your arm to clean yourself? It should be like you lick your partner's arm and your partner licks your arm and then you clean each other with, with your tongue. Yeah. And, man, that, and that's cat style. Uh, cat style, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't given it much thought. I haven't... I haven't had much experience with the intercourse of cats. I hear them moaning at night sometimes, you know, and scraping at each other. Yeah, that's because they're licking each other. You seem to know a lot about it. You seem very comfortable to talk about cat sex with a 17-year-old. I had the most wonderful bread the other day and. <laughs> Bendigo. Very nice. Really? Mm. I just had to put out that fire. And that's the only way that I knew how. That's the only thing that popped into my mind. How old are you really? I am 45. Yeah, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, yeah, I knew it would come out eventually. 45, yeah. I don't feel 45. You know, people say, oh, this person's this old. This. I don't know what it means to feel your age. I still feel like a kid, you know. I, I, think, I, 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 I think being an adult is the most boring, ridiculous, um, false thing you can do to yourself. Let's say I'm an adult. I don't, I don't ever want to be an adult. I can't help aging. I will age. Oh, yeah, you can't help aging. But I just I think being an adult, what does that even mean? Like, What somebody, does it mean? When somebody says, yeah, be an adult. Um, to me, it's just doesn't, doesn't sit right. You don't do adulting? Uh, what does that mean? You don't adult? You don't adulting? 
Did you just make that word? I, I adulting. Have, do I do adulting? Do you do adulting? I wish I made it up. So, I did not. It's a real term. People so you use. mean like 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 what is adulting? Like driving? Like yes. Well, I do things that that you know a, a, a five year old couldn't do. Yes. Do your laundry. Uh yes. Make I do. your own food for breakfast and lunch and dinner. Uh. Yes, I do make my well. I, I don't normally eat breakfast, but but yeah, lunch and dinner. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? You you just sort of. Uh, but I didn't see the little over the e, which magically changes Josie into freaking Jose. <laughs> What are you talking about right now? Who is this character? I, I don't know. I and I and I um and your character. Someone I made up on stage. I make up everything. I make up everything. Maz Mada, do you have anything to plug? Yes. My phone, which I was using earlier, the battery's low. Yeah, you looked at it again. Well, you know, it's it's human. I have to move my head. You know, I feel, I'm not getting painted. I mean, I, I've been staring at you in the same position for the past 25 minutes. Yeah. I have to move eventually. You know, blood has to get flowing. Uh, but I feel like I'm being judged for every move. I you feel should like, be. I feel like I'm being... Um, um, interrogated. That, that's exactly what I see this podcast as. I feel like I'm being interrogated. It's not an interview, it's an interrogation. And I feel, um, you don't want to ask like stuff, like, you know, what, like just stuff. You don't want to like just. Like what stuff? Like, you know, like what, 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 what's your, what do you eat? What's your favorite food? What's your, um, who's your inspiration for writing? No, none of that. I think we got the answers to all of it throughout this hour. We did. Yeah, we got all the answers. Well, you did. I got all the answers from you. I don't know that I provided any of those answers. I got everything I needed. You got everything you needed. That sounds quite villain-like. That sounds very villain-like and... um yeah. Well, it's a polite way. It's a polite sort of villainy. What's your favorite kind of cheese? You look like someone who eats a lot of cheese. I don't eat that much cheese. You look like someone who would tear through a big block of tasty cheese in one night. Parmesan. Grated or shredded? Are you kidding me? Degraded. <laughs> Degraded parmesan. Some BDSM parmesan cheese, baby. Yes, you like to whip the cheese, do you? I whip cheese. I eat cheese. Whipped cream. I put the cheese in my mouth. I go cough, cough, cough. Wow. What's, what's, how much cheese? Like, what's the most amount of cheese you've eaten in one hour? Because I know it, because you, you just look like... Four miles. Four miles. And I refuse to go metric. You've eaten four <laughs> miles of cheese. You've eaten four miles of cheese. That's that's a feat. It yeah, is. It's, a it's, feat. It's, it's, it's about a feat of cheese. Yeah. 
No, you just you 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 look like you eat cheese. You look like you're up late at night. Um, well, not up that late. Well, late later than most people would be up. Uh, what do you mean? Um, Four a.m. is not that late. Well, yeah, I I really have no concept of 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 what what this is. I I I don't. I I think. I think you're really um, breaking me ever so slowly. <laughs> I was, I like to consider I'm a very strong person. Um, that's all been left at the door. Well, who does inspire you? Uh, Andy Kaufman. Over the E, two keys I can never freaking find on a freaking keyboard. <laughs> Maz Matter, thanks for coming on the show. Well, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that?